Welcome to Darling So It Goes. I'm your host, Pascal, and I'm so happy you could be here this week. I hope you've had a feel-good week full of friendship and love. As you know, I like to start each week by giving attention to our gratitudes because where your attention goes, energy flows. And my three gratitudes for this past week are, number one, attending the South Shore Conference for Women. It's a full day of friendship and sharing, as well as networking and learning. A huge shout out to Star HR Consulting and Lisa Ryan for her friendship and kindness in introducing me to such an amazing event. It was my first year, but I will definitely go back next year. Um, Number two, having power restored after a few days without electricity. We had a nor'easter this past week, and so many were without power. When you see the bucket trucks coming down the highway, it's a fantastic feeling like the Calvary is coming to save you. And number three, for all of you, I love my little podcast, but I couldn't do it without your dedication to listening each week and for telling your friends and family to check it out. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. And as you're considering your three gratitudes from this past week, let's take a break for a word from our sponsor, Anchor. Welcome back. So how easily did your three gratitudes come to mind this week? Was it hard to come up with three? If it was difficult to find three, that's a sign that you definitely want to continue working on paying attention to your gratitudes as you go through your day. It actually becomes quite magical when you pay attention and notice your gratitudes So many more seem to come your way. And that's my wish for all of you, that you have so many things to be grateful for that it's hard to keep track of them all. And speaking of gratitude, if you follow Darling So It Goes on social media, you might have seen my big news. I'm so excited to share that I've been invited to be the guest speaker at Project BFF's virtual Friends Around the Campfire. Project BFF is all about empowering women and their friendships. Our discussion will be centered around gratitude, how it shows up in your life, and how you can leverage an attitude of gratitude to improve your relationships. For more information or to sign up, I will post the link in the show notes. Feel free to invite your friends, make a cup of tea, and join in the chat with your new friends around the campfire. I can't wait to see you there. Sometimes when you're feeling overwhelmed, it's difficult to notice any gratitudes Our minds are pulled in so many directions at once that it's very hard to be mindful about anything at all. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, how to notice and tackle your overwhelm 
so you can remain in a place of mindfulness and gratitude. So let's start by defining what mindfulness really means before we go any further. In its most simple terms, being mindful literally means keeping your mind full of just one thing. And if you're in the midst of overwhelm, I know just how difficult that can be. But with practice, you can be more adept in your own mindfulness and in turn, make it easier than ever to keep overwhelm from entering your door. At least most of the time, that is. Just like with your gratitudes, it can be very difficult to stay in a place of mindfulness if you don't take time to practice. Gratitude is a practice and mindfulness is a practice. Consider how many hours per day and how many hours per week a professional athlete must spend practicing their sport just to maintain their level of play, not to mention the hours added to improve their performance. These skills, gratitude and mindfulness, take just as many hours to hone. If you don't spend the time directing your attention to where you want it to be, you will never reach a place where it feels natural to put your focus. So where to begin? First of all, let's all acknowledge that none of us are perfect. And in our practice, it is just that, a practice. I don't believe in perfection, nor do I strive for it. Life just doesn't work that way, does it? Every day, we can only get up and decide to do the best we can do for that day. It's the same with mindfulness. It just takes setting an intention every day to get up and practice being more mindful than you were the day before. You've heard me say a million times that it's best practice to bookend your day with gratitudes. And now I'm going to add to that. It's also a best practice to practice mindfulness throughout your day in everything you do. What does that look like? It looks like this. When you wake up in the morning, before you even get out from under your covers, call to mind three gratitudes you have in your life. Then take a moment to notice how warm and cozy you feel under your covers. How does your head feel laying on your pillow? Once you've noticed how your bed makes you feel, it's time to get up. That's just mean, right? But especially now that it's getting colder here in the Northeast, it's a perfect time to practice mindfulness when you get out of bed. You're moving out from under your cozy, warm covers to a room that is probably cooler than you are now. Maybe you have floors that aren't carpeted, so they're colder on your feet as you walk to the bathroom. In a practice of mindfulness, you pay attention to the nuances in each moment of your day. Your mind is literally full of that moment. How does the air feel in the room now that you're out of bed? How does the cold, hard floor feel under your feet? 
If your floors are hard wood, take a moment to think about the person who installed the floors for you and send them a nod of gratitude. Think about the business where you bought the flooring. Think about the business that cut the wood into planks. Think about the logger who cut down the trees so the wood could be cut into planks. Think about the tree itself who was sacrificed for the wood currently under your feet. Think about how that tree came to be. Did a bird drop a seed that somehow managed to root itself and grow into a tree? Did a nut fall from a tree and root all on its own? Take time in that moment, in that thought, to send gratitude to the earth, the rain, and the sun, which nourished the tree. The logger who cut the tree for the business, who cut the wood into planks for the business, who sold the flooring, and to the installer who finally put the flooring into your bedroom. I know it sounds like a lot, and I know it might sound silly to break it down that way, but once you can start to practice mindfulness in this way, it changes the way you see the world. It changes the way you see your day-to-day, and it also changes your overwhelm. Because as I was describing the trail from the seed to the flooring, I know you were picturing it in your mind. And I also would bet that you weren't thinking of the car that needs to be cleaned out or the bills that need to be paid or the dishes that need to be washed. You weren't overwhelmed in that moment because you were in a sort of a mindfulness meditation. This practice won't solve all your overwhelm issues immediately, but trust me when I say that if you practice breaking down each part of your day this way and working it backward, sending gratitude all along the way, it 100% helps to calm your mind. And like anything, the more you practice, the easier it works and the longer lasting the effects. That's great in the long term, but think about the short term. What if you have a sink full of dishes, five loads of laundry that need done, two kids who need to go to two different places for two different sports, and a proposal you have to write and be ready to present at work in the morning? What then? Because it all feels like it needs to be done now. Here are a couple of strategies you can take to tame the overwhelmed beast that's in your mind. Number one, breathe. I'm not trying to be funny when I say this. I literally mean breathe. What happens in our bodies when we're stressed and overwhelmed? Our muscles tense so much that our shoulders end up up by our ears. We take short, shallow breaths. If you remember nothing else from tonight, remember to always go back to your breath in times of overwhelm and in times of stress. Take a long, slow, deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. As you exhale each breath, let your shoulders drop a little more each time. Then relax the muscles in your forehead, the muscles in your jaw, 
because you're probably clenching your teeth rather tightly. Relax the muscles in your neck. Notice how your breaths are less shallow when your muscles are more relaxed. Now it's time to move on to step two. Now that we are more physically relaxed, bring your focus to the items at hand. Grab your pen and paper and make a list. I know you have it all in your mind, so you think you don't need to write it down, but trust me, you do. Write down each thing that needs done so you can see them physically in front of you. Now, sort them in order of importance and urgency. Obviously, your proposal for work is very important, but it isn't as urgent in the moment as the child whose soccer practice starts in 45 minutes. Start to whittle your list down in this way until it looks reasonable and manageable. Do you have someone else who can drive your daughter to soccer practice? If so, then it becomes less urgent on your list and you can delegate. Maybe laundry is urgent because you have no clean clothes to wear to work tomorrow. So that load is important, but maybe the other loads can be spread out over the next day or two. Really use this list to A, get your to-do list out of your mind so it makes you feel less frazzled. B, get it physically written down on paper so it's accessible but separate from your body. C, organize by importance and urgency. And D, delegate duties where you can. I hope these two tricks help you manage, if not solve your overwhelm. Remember that you always have your breath with you, no matter where you go. It's just a practice of really using it to your advantage. Yes, we breathe to stay alive, but we can also breathe in an intentional, purposeful way to use our breath as another tool in our toolbox for our own mental health. With the intention of pulling a card to help you move through the upcoming week with intention so you can be less overwhelmed, here's the card that jumped out at me. And it's funny because usually the cards pop out rather quickly, so they often fall in the floor. This card just kind of slid slowly off the top of the pile as I was shuffling, more in a relaxed sort of a way. And the card this week that slid out was Surrender and Release. And the card meaning is let go and allow God and the angels to help you. Everything that you release will either be replaced by something better or will be returned to you healed. When you hold on tightly to part of your life that's not working, it has no room to heal. Whether you are unhappy with your love life, finances, career, home, or health, this card asks you to let go. If you hang on to these aspects of your life because of fears such as, what if I can't find someone or something better, then the situation will only worsen, 
However, if you're willing to open your hands and allow the situation to be freed, one of two situations will occur. Either it will be washed away from you and replaced by a better situation, or the situation will heal in a miraculous way. By drawing this card, the angels ask you to try not to control the outcome of your troubling situation. Let go and let God help you. And again, I believe in God, not in the old man in the sky sort of a way that we believed when we were children, but in a universally energetic sort of way. You might believe something completely different from me, but the premise this card has presented remains the same. You have to release your problems, your overwhelm to the universe, if you truly want it to heal. Give it all a little space to move, to become, or not. Think of what you're releasing as a little bird. If you hold the bird too tightly, nothing good will become of that. But if you release the bird so it can move around and spread its wings and fly, you're able to take a step back and witness its beauty. I didn't plan to say that, but it just came to me in this time. And when things come to me like that, which weren't in my thoughts, I trust in that wisdom. So I will leave you with that and just remind you that no matter what the week has in store for you, to say, darling, so it goes, and keep moving forward. And don't forget to go within. Good night.